Hey, I'm your host, Big Rich, and this is Fantasy Football for Dummies. And today I wanted to tackle who you should not draft because there's a lot of names being thrown around. And so it could be pretty confusing on who you should and shouldn't draft. So I'm just going to let you know who you don't want to draft so you don't have to be locked in the cage for 30 minutes when you go 0-12. So the first person is Cordero Patterson. Last year is one of the most reliable running backs excluding the last three weeks, but now he's 31 years old, and that's when you usually see players start to regress. And so he probably won't be able to recreate the workload he got last year. And even the Falcons coaching staff said that they won't be able to recreate the workload he got last year. So I would probably pass on him. Another running back who's pretty risky is J.K. Dobbins. He had practice last week, and uh, he was doing a slight or a light drill and after it he was seen limping and that's usually not a good sign when you see a guy coming back from an ACL injury and so it's pretty obvious that the Ravens coaching staff don't have any trust of them because they recently signed Kenyon Drake and they also been using a lot more of uh, Mike Davis in the preseason so if the Ravens coaching staff don't have faith in him you shouldn't either. Uh, a wide receiver who was great last year was DK Metcalf. He was pretty great when Russell Wilson was uh, with the Seahawks. But when he got injured, he really fell off. And, yeah, he really fell off and saw a lot less targets and receptions. And also, he's a deep threat guy. And so when the Seahawks have the worst offensive line, you're not going to be able, your quarterback's not going to have a lot of time to uh, let DK Metcalf go deep. So we definitely won't see as much targets from deep. And also his quarterbacks are Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And I don't think anyone can do good with Geno Smith or Drew Locke. And another wide receiver is risky is Michael Thomas. Because of his hamstring injury, those are pretty pesky and tough to deal with for most people players coming back from hamstring injuries and he doesn't pair well with Jameis Winston who loves the deep ball and Michael Thomas really doesn't like going deep that much he's more of a slant god type of deal so he would be great for PPR but Jameis Winston doesn't really throw that many slants so I would kind of stay away from Michael Thomas and then a quarterback who is usually amazing but is pretty risky this year is Aaron Rodgers he does not have Devontae Adams this year and that was pretty much his top receiver. In 2021, Devontae Adams had 1,500 receiving yards and 123 receptions. And the next three guys had 1,300 receiving yards and 118 receptions. So Devontae Adams was pretty much his favorite target. And now that he's gone, it's really hard to say how good Aaron Rodgers is going to be. And with Alan Lazard at wide receiver one, he's proven that he's just not the guy but a side note Aaron Jones will see a lot more work with checkdowns and then Leonard Fournette he won't be terrible but he won't be RB6 like he was last year because the Buccaneers have lost four offensive linemen which is not good and three of them were inside linemen and so you kind of need those three guys to run the football so it's going to be tough for him to run the football, but he will get a lot of checkdowns from Tom Brady. But I would kind of just avoid him and get a Nick Chubb or 
DeAndre Swift. But, oh yeah, and then Rashad Penny, I would avoid him as well because the Seahawks like Kenneth Walker, but he's injured, so Rashad Penny might be good until week five when Kenneth Walker comes back, but also the Seahawks just don't have an offensive line. So I would pretty much just avoid him outright. And then Ezekiel Elliott, everyone likes Ezekiel Elliott, but he is just regressing every single year. His efficiency in yards per game has decreased since he's been in the league. And Tony Pollard, the the Cowboys really like Tony Pollard, and he's just much more efficient. So while he's still a good running back, I would pretty much just leave him alone. There's a lot of red flags. And then Antonio Gibson, he is the... He is battling with two other running backs in Washington, which is J.D. McKissick, who's the third down back and catches a lot of checkdowns, and Brian Robinson, who the commanders initially named as RB1, but but he got hurt. So Antonio Gibson will be good for probably the first five to six weeks until Brian Robinson recovers from being shot. So... That's not good, but I would pretty much just avoid Antonio Gibson. Go get a running back who could be good for the whole season. And then the last person who I would pretty much avoid would be Cam Akers because running backs who get Achilles injuries don't really come back from it all that well. There's not a good history of running backs returning from Achilles injuries. And also his his return last year, at the end of the year, he did not look very good. So... It's a very risky pick, and I would advise you to just not get Cam Akers. So now I'll be grading a couple of teams, and maybe you can take something away from this. The first team will be my team. So I have Jalen Hurts at quarterback, who I think is going to be great with the addition of A.J. Brown. But Philadelphia is a very run-heavy offense, but I don't see that holding back Jalen Hurts at all. And then I have James Conner at running back one. And people say that he's going to see a lot less touchdowns this year, but I have no idea why. If anything, he's going to see a lot more value this year because of Chase Edmonds not being with the Cardinals anymore. So I'll say James Conner is a good pick. And then I have Damian Pierce at running back two, who's going to be – he's pretty – he's a great pick for where he's at. I wouldn't – get him in like the sixth round but he when he falls down to the seventh eighth or ninth round he's great value down there because he'll be on he'll be rb1 for the texans and he's just a great running back and the texans offensive line isn't as bad as you think it's not very good but it's not as bad as you think and then on wide receiver one i have justin jefferson who's obviously going to be great this year aj brown who I'm a real big believer in. I think he's going to be great with Jalen Hurts. And he's just an amazing receiver. And then George Kittle, he's obviously going to be good, even with the hype around um, what's his face? Trey Lance. George Kittle's going to be amazing this year. And then Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's going to be great with the addition of Russell Wilson. The whole Broncos offense is just going to be better this year with Russell Wilson. And then Packers defense. And Evan McPherson. Packers defense, they're they're decent. They're not bad. And then Evan McPherson, great kicker. I don't even think last year, I can't even remember him missing a field goal. I know he didn't miss one in the postseason. 
And then I'll be re reviewing Austin's team. So Austin has Dak Prescott at quarterback. It's kind of kind of iffy, but Dak Prescott's great. But but the Cowboys have a lot of hurt receivers, so that could that's great. That would be great for anyone who has C.D. Lamb, but Dak Prescott could be iffy. But I wouldn't be too worried about it. He's still gonna be great. And then Derrick Henry, obviously gonna be great. And then Brees Hall. Brees Hall is interesting. Because he's battling with the running back spot with, uh, what's his face? What's that face? The Carter fella. Michael Carter. Michael Carter. So with that in mind, he's, he's still going to be very good. He's a great running back, outstanding running back. But with him battling for RB1, um, could be iffy. And then Tyreek Hill. Everyone thinks Tyreek Hill is going to be bad. But I, I am a strong believer in Tyreek Hill. I saw this one video where it said that the Chiefs' offense and the Dolphins' offense are almost identical. And both um, Tua turned the ball over and Patrick Mahomes both love the deep ball. So with that in mind, I would not be worried about Tyreek Hill at all. And Jalen Waddle might be injured for some time. So with that... In mind, I'm definitely a big believer in Tyreek Hill. DK Metcalf, as we talked about, I'm not, I, I don't want DK Metcalf on my team. And uh, just because the Seahawks have no offensive line and he's a deep ball threat, so those don't go, don't, don't go well together. And having Drew Locke and Geno Smith as your two options, not ideal. And the Colt Komet's going to be good. Colt Komet looked great in the, in the preseason. So... He's not like the best tight end, but he's definitely a solid choice. And then Amari Cooper, he is not going to be good with Jacoby Brissett under center for the Browns. But once Deshaun Watson comes back, he's probably going to be one of the best receivers for the last month of fantasy football. And that's about it. I would like to thank y'all for listening, and I hope y'all took something away from this episode.